The Lord be with you. A reading from the beginning of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham became the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah became the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez became the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Amnabab. Amnabab became the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz became the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed became the father of Jesse, Jesse the father of David the king. David became the father of Solomon, whose mother had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon became the father of Rehoboam, Rehoboam the father of Abijah, Abijah the father of Asaph. Asaph became the father of Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat the father of Joram, Joram the father of Uziah. Uziah became the father of Jotham, Jotham the father of Ahaz, Ahaz the father of Hezekiah, Hezekiah became the father of Manasseh, Manasseh the father of Amos, Amos the father of Josiah, Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the Babylonian exile. After the Babylonian exile, Jeconiah became the father of Shelatel, Shelatel the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel the father of Abiud, Abiud became the father of Elikam, Elikam the father of Azor, Azor the father of Zadok, Zadok became the father of Akim, Akim the father of Iliad, Iliad the father of Eliziar, Eliziar became the father of Mathan, Mathan the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of her was born Jesus who was called the Christ. Thus, the total number of generations from Abraham to David is 14 generations. From David to the Babylonian exile, 14 generations. From the Babylonian exile to the Christ, 14 generations. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, good morning. Uh, we're going to let the gospel acclamation kind of guide us this morning. Um, come to teach us the path of knowledge. The path of knowledge. So many times it's in the discovering that we really get the valuable information. It's not just the knowledge. It's in the path, that road to discovery. Um, so the best way to do that with our gospel reading, with the whole generation genealogy of Jesus, is, uh, of course, to go to our uh, Bibles. Um, tomorrow evening begins Hanukkah. And with that in mind, I was thinking Hanukkah, if you remember, goes back to its... Uh, part of uh, the tradition that we read about in the book of Maccabees, uh, which is about 143 years before Christ is born. 
When I was looking at the names of the genealogy, I was like, you know, I don't recognize any of those names that were, you know, kind of the leaders, Judas, Maccabeus, and the whole Maccabean clan that uh, saved the temple. I don't see, I don't recognize any of those names. So I started to go back. I said, well, I, so I, I opened up this, uh, the Bible and I, th- I started looking for some of the names that would be in that genealogy. And I rediscovered, I kind of was on a path here. I'm going to take you on your, with me here. Um, one of the leaders was uh, Simon. Now he was a priest, and as it turns out, uh, Judas and all the brothers that helped save the temple back uh, during that time when uh, the Greeks were persecuting the temple and, and we had Hanukkah, they were priests. They were not kings. They aren't in the genealogy. And it's interesting, it says here, they, everyone was so happy with the family that was taking care of Israel and, and leading it, this priestly clan, not the uh, royal clan, but this priestly clan. Um, I ran across this, it says, Simon shall be their leader and high priest forever until a trustworthy prophet arises. Until a trust, well, obviously we know who that trustworthy prophet is. That's Jesus. And so you think, well, maybe that's, that's the whole answer. And what I love about our, our Bible is that sometimes off of Scripture, there's a little letter in italics, and it, it references you to look for another reading. And sure enough, on this one that I just found, there's a little J, and and of course, if I look at it, it tells me to go to uh, earlier in Maccabees. And so if I, if I turn to that, um, it again references the earliest time when the Greeks desecrated the temple and really um, they destroyed the altar. And they put the stones away because they weren't sure what to do with them because they were holy. And it says in our scripture, it says, they put them away until the coming of a prophet who could determine what to do with them. Well, that makes sense. They put those stones away until Jesus could come. That's, that's the answer, right? Well, sure enough, there's another J. Well, I look at that and it takes me back to Deuteronomy. Wow, this path goes all the way back to the beginning. So I, I open up to Deuteronomy 18, and here's Moses. Again, he's not a king. He's certainly a leader and a prophet, a good friend of God. But it takes me back to this paragraph, and it says, when, as he's telling people they're entering the promised land, he says, a prophet like me will the Lord your God raise up for who you from among your own kindred, that is the one whom you shall listen to. Well, again, he's talking to Jesus. He's talking about Jesus. But he says, a prophet like me. Well, Moses obviously led the people through the desert through all those times. He, he loved them. He, he argued God to save them. A prophet like me. 
Moses loved those people. He's going to raise up a prophet like me. Well, of course, I, I look down here, and sure enough, there's a whole bunch of scripture references, and it takes me to the New Testament, to the Transfiguration. And there, God up on the mountain says, this is my son, listen to him. He's become worthy in leading you. He's become worthy. He's the worthy leader that the Maccabees were talking about, to be replaced. Now, started thinking, I wonder, you know, in Luke, there's a genealogy. And so I, I turn over to Luke to where the genealogy is there, and oh goodness, it's different. Jacob has a different dad. The father of, I'm, I'm sorry, Joseph. Joseph has a different dad. It's, it's not the same as what Matthew has. And you're like, oh boy, what does that mean? How does that get resolved? Well, St. Augustine comes to our help. He was posed with this question, how can Joseph, how can any man have two fathers? And he says, well, adoption. That was a legal process in the Jewish world. To be adopted, you had the same legal status as your own biological son. And you say, well, that seems kind of convenient, doesn't it? Just say he's adopted. And then you go back and you say, Moses said they raise up a prophet just like me. Well, Moses was adopted too. If you remember, he was set adrift because all the children are going to be killed. And Moses was in the river and the Pharaoh's daughter took him. He was adopted. He was an adopted son and grew up knowing adopted love. Well, what's really interesting, and this is where Mary comes in, Mary's always the one trying to point us in the right direction. Mary knew all of this, of course. She's the one that led Luke in a lot of what he has added to Scripture so that we'd, we'd know even more about really what we're getting to is a father's love, both a biological father and an adoptive father. And what's interesting on this specific, our Bible, on this page where it's the genealogy of Jesus, if you just go right back up to the line right before this, he says, the father comes, the dove has landed, so Jesus is getting baptized, and it says, out of heaven came this voice, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. When we think about the genealogy of Luke, and it includes the adoptive love that was so important for Jesus to discover on earth and display in his whole life to us, is because that's where we fit in. We're adopted right? We're the Gentiles. We're, we're not the chosen Jewish descendants. 
where the Gentiles were adopted. And Jesus needed to learn the tremendous love that Joseph had as an adoptive son himself, but in the love he gave to Jesus so that Jesus would understand what adoptive human love is so that he would understand that as well. So he had both adopted and biological love that he could show us about the Father. This is all about our relationship with God the Father, his tremendous love for us. And Jesus is showing us love, but it's love from the Father. That's really what this whole genealogy, sometimes we go through these names and it, do they really make sense? It's the providential love in orchestrating Mary, immaculate, the love of a perfect, non-sinful mother that we have in our spiritual life, the adoptive love that Joseph learned on earth but gave to Jesus. It's tremendous. We have tremendous love by the Father. And we thank Mary and Jesus for continually showing us that. Let's stand and offer our petitions.